Praise God. I'm sure you can attest that he is altogether wonderful to you. Knowing him experientially, that out of your walk with him, out of your experience with your God, you can declare that he is all those things to you and so, so much more. Praise God. Well, here we are embracing yet another Thanksgiving week. And we look back and reflect, and there is so much for us to give thanks to the Lord for. Amidst all that's happening around about us, you and I are called to be a people of gratitude, a people who knows what it is to give thanks. Giving thanks first and foremost to God the creator of the universe, the creator and the sustainer of all things, and that includes you and your life as well as mine. You know, the Bible has a lot to say with regards to giving thanks, with regards to having a heart of gratitude, a grateful heart. Psalm 100, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness and come into his presence with singing. There's some things that God, by the aid of the Holy Spirit, will bring about in my life and yours. And then there are other things that God has given us the wherewithal that you and I can engage and make happen. We are to make a noise. We are to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. We are to serve him with gladness. I think the hymn writer captured the essence of this some many years ago when someone penned, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face, and the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in light of his glory and in light of his grace. Yes, there's a myriad of things that can cause my heart and yours to be grieved and to be saddened. But you and I have that ability, do we not, where we can choose what we will give our focus and our attention to. And when we focus on God and when we focus on his goodness towards us. And I'm hearing possibly someone is saying, but you don't know my state of condition. God is not about hearing me because I'm so far gone. I'm saying to such ones as I say to myself and to all that we are candidates for the grace of God to be displayed and demonstrated in our lives. And those of us and those of you that consider yourselves so far beyond, I'm saying to you that not only are you a candidate, but God wants you to be a recipient of his grace that he extends to you. And that ought to make you a woman or a man of joyous praises because you can declare, I have been forgiven of much. I can rejoice and shout the more because of such grace extended. I make a joyful noise to the Lord. I will serve him in gladness. I'm to come into his presence with singing. It's answering the questions that rightfully should come to mind. How do I serve him? In gladness? I'm to come with singing. You know as well as I do, it's hard to sing when we're angry, sad. But we sing through the tears, and the tears give way to smiles. 
The situation around us have not changed. Finances are still needed. Children still need to get in line. Work situation could be better. Health can certainly improve. Relationship with the family needs much help. And the list for all of us goes on and on. And yet amidst all of that, hallelujah, God says, come, come with singing. Come with singing into my presence. Come with singing because you know some things. Look at the third verse. It says, know that the Lord, he is God. You know that. Know that he is God. He is the God who has made us. And we, you and I, we are his. Now that should take the ownership off of you and me. Because we are God's possession. And God, he takes care of his own, my friends. God takes care of his own. We run into issues when we forget that and tend to believe that we've got to do it for ourselves. We've got to fix it. Now, we need to cooperate with him, but it is God who is going to do it. It is he who is working in us both to will and not just to will, but to do. We come with thanksgiving. We serve him with gladness. We come with singing because we know that he is the Lord and it is he who has made us. Isn't that right? We are his. We are his people. And we are the sheep of his pasture. He knows exactly where to lead us so that provision may be made. The fourth verse calls us again to enter in. Come on, enter his gates with thanksgiving. And his courts with praises. We're called to give thanks to him. And to bless his name. And as the enemy comes with the accusation... That ought to cause us to shout even the more because we don't have to play games. We can say that's true, but God's love and grace and mercy has brought me deliverance. Look at the fifth verse with me. For the Lord is good. Right where you are, you need to declare that. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love for me endures forever. And his faithfulness, his faithfulness is to all, is to all generations. Oh, the hundredth psalm indeed is a, a capstone, if you would, to the need for the men and women of God to continuously give thanks. We give thanks to God for who he is because the Lord is good. His mercy endureth. Look at our own hearts. Had the Lord dealt with us, had the Lord marked iniquity, who of us would be able to stand? He is merciful. His mercy endured forever towards not only Israel, but towards all people. That's why the call in the 100th Psalm is not just for a nation, but is for all the earth to give thanks. And all the people should shout with a great shout. When they praise the Lord. Why? Because the foundation of the house of the Lord. It was laid. And you and I are privileged now. To build upon that foundation. That's why we shout. And we praise him. For the place of worship. 
not just the physical structure of this building, but the spiritual edifice that has been in place. There's no other foundation that can be laid than the one that has already been laid in the person Christ. It's upon that foundation that you and I can and should often rejoice. Hallelujah. And for all things, as we close this afternoon, for all things we give thanks. And whatsoever you and I do in word or in deed, we are to do it. We are to do all of it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Again, the scriptures are coming to the redeemed ones. Things that we ought know, but we don't always live. And like some of you, my heart grieved. Grieved several years ago and continues to because we see the outworking still. What a divided people we are. And yet God has called the church to pray. To pray for that neighbor across the fence who's constantly making a mess in your yard. To pray for that bully. To pray for that one on the job who is constantly finding something about you and me to ridicule or to make a laughing stock out of. The word of God calls us to pray. You can't do that in your own strength. It is the spirit of God that enables us to do what he's calling us to do. Now we can rebel and say we're not going to do it. But God has given us the wherewithal that we can. And so we pray, by him therefore let us offer the sacrifices of praise. The sacrifices of praise to God, that is the fruit of our lips, the giving of thanks. It's good to give thanks, brothers and sisters. Giving of thanks to God honors him. When you and I choose purposefully to give thanks, we are honoring God. Giving of thanks refocuses our attention. Whenever we find ourselves all over the place, and it comes as a reminder to myself, the giving of thanks to God refocuses my and your attention. Yes, even when we may feel arrogant and puffed up, if we pause and say, hold a while, hold a while, I'm able to get into this car and go across town, and I like it. It drives well, but how did I acquire it? It was God who provided it. It refocuses my attention. Despite what's happening around us, giving thanks to God refocuses our attention. The old folks used to say, and many of them back then were in slavery in the generations that had gone before us. Count your many blessings, name them one by one. You know, I grew up hearing some of the old folks saying that. Some of them, their English was not so great. Their verb tenses, even some of ours are not. But they were singing it from their heart and declaring it with such conviction. Count your many blessings and see what God has done. Count your blessings Name them one by one. It will surprise you what God already has done. Here we are in this 11th month and God has brought us through the difficult times. 
The many things that he has kept from our doors. He's faithful. Giving thanks to God refreshes our relationship with him. And often it needs to be refreshed. And the giving of thanks will do so when we feel sluggish. Giving thanks to God reinforces our faith. When your faith and my faith is waning, it's giving thanks. Body might be in pain. Chemo may leave you weak. But your spirit is rejoicing. Because giving thanks to him honors him. Refocuses my attention. It has to be personal. You've got to try it for yourself and know it for yourselves. Giving thanks to God. Not only on Thanksgiving week or day, but every day of our lives. Would release us from anxiety. And there's a host of things that brings anxiety in our lives. Whether we are fearful as to the consequences of our acts. Give thanks. God knows that we've got issues and we've got needs and we've got problems. And for the redeemed ones, what do you do? You have a little talk with Jesus. But the word instructs us as you come to talk with him. Come with thanksgiving. Come with praise. Being thankful unto him and blessing his name. Chances are as we come in with praises and thanksgiving, we may not even feel the need to raise any of those concerns to him. Because he is our shepherd. He's a good shepherd. And giving thanks to him refreshes our relationship with him. And it strengthens, it reinforces our faith and causes our spirit to rejoice. So my sisters and brothers, here we are. So many things we take for granted. I love to see the humility of people in high places who would still pause on the elevator or in the hall despite their titles and say thanks to the one who is shining the floors. Thanks to the one who's taking the garbage out. Thanks to those who are in those categories of work that sadly so many still look down on. And without them, <laughs> we'd be living and working in filth. And that's expanded because it's easier for us to give thanks to people that we really don't know that well. But how about those that we do know personally? Those that have hurt us. Those that, <laughs> that you and I know closely. Oh, do we just take it for granted? He's my father. That's what he needs to be doing anyways. That's my child, and uh, I've raised them, and uh, that's what they ought to be doing anyway. Wrong attitude. Wrong spirit. We give thanks. We give thanks for all people. You and I give thanks to God through the expressions of our words. We give thanks to God by our singing. Sing your song. We give thanks to God by living obediently. We give thanks to God through our public worship as we are gathered here, assembled here. Those of us that are here in this building and those of you that are out there in, in the virtual room, yes, we give thanks to God continuously through giving generously. Giving of our time, giving of our talent, giving of ourselves through a generous life being lived.
and shared with others. So on this Thanksgiving weekend, would to God that you would take time and make a list, mentally or literally, and would to God that you and I would intentionally reach out to others and say thank you. Let us pray. Thank you, Father. I thank you for the gathering of the saints and for your word. Your word, indeed, is like a two-edged sword. It cuts deep. It exposes us, those areas that needs your attention. Like a physician's scalpel, it goes deep, dividing, extracting. Thank you, Father, for loving us enough to speak to our hearts. I hear your word as it reminds us that he who loves us will speak correctively to us because your word is continuously doing such. Lord, I thank you for the relationships that you've allowed us to foster. Such relationships that are not only to celebrate each other, but to speak correctively to each other. May we, O oh Lord, not only be open to sharing such truth with others, but may we be open to receiving such for ourselves. Father, we thank you. I thank you. I thank you for the families that are going to be coming together. I pray for those families that are, Lord, separated through sickness, through fractured relationships, for those that are hospitalized. It's for those ones and for all that we pray. I pray that, Lord, as your redeemed ones, you would so enable us to be light that will bring light to those dark relationships. I pray that you will season our words with grace, that we will know how to speak. And even people with attitudes, as we've all experienced, once we say thank you, <laughs> it forces a response. Father, thank you. Thank you for hearing us. Thank you for loving us. For we pray these things in the wonderful name of our Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. The Lord bless you and keep you as you go. It is he who is making his face to shine in you because he is gracious unto you. The Lord our God, he lifts his countenance upon you and he grants you his peace. He grants you his shalom. Blessed week. Embrace it. Love you. We have met for 87 weeks in the prayer room Monday through Friday. And we prayed for you. Yes, even for you. I trust the Lord that indeed he will make you a blessing to the loved ones that you will be around in these next few days. As we continue to pray one for the other and even for those that are traveling. God bless. Hallelujah.